0: Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode I speak to comic book writer Greg Smith about what comics he would take into a super intelligent ape uprising. But before we get into it I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor Comic Scene where you can read comic news and become part of a community of fellow comic lovers. To find out more be sure to visit comicscene.org. Now without further ado, on with the show. Hello Greg Smith, how's it going?
1: It's going good, it's going good excellent what's what's been cracking this weekend ah this weekend i mean i wish i could say everything has been great this week's been kind of tough on the 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 life work side we had a uh, break in at my shop so i had to deal with that oh terrible um just dealing with that kind of stuff so uh and, and all but on the other aspect of things uh you know with every bad thing there's good stuff so we had an artist come out and uh mm-hmm. and, and do a nice mural and stuff like that so community comes Aww. together so yeah. that's always good right so yeah
0: man always, always try and flip that frown upside down if you can yeah. um terrible that you, you have to go through that but <laughs> you yeah. know. No. um i hopefully the insurance will sort it out
1: <laughs> yeah you know that's that's how it goes evan flow right so yeah, fair play, man. Fair play.
0: Um, well, um, apart from you know being being robbed, <laughs> and whatnot, um, you, do, you are actually involved in comics, aren't you, Greg? So, yeah. for those that haven't come across you just yet, what do you do in the world of comics? Uh,
1: so I read them and uh, I look at them. Now I, I write. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm a I'm a comic I'm a comic book writer. I've been working in comics uh, for boy oh boy it's been a handful of years now uh i think when my when i started working on in comics back in i want to say like 2009 ish my editor is like welcome to the rest of your life and i I thought like it would it was a joke but it's literally been from that point on (laughs) (laughs) it has not stopped uh awesome uh so yeah I've, i've written um a handful of things uh i i Worked on, uh, or I co-wrote the *Junior Braves of The Apocalypse* with my uh, my college buddy Mike Tanner, and awesome. uh, did that with Oni Press. And uh, do uh, this uh, this nice little series called *Starlight* uh, with my my other my other buddy Travis Webb. And uh, I've worked on a on a few different um, anthologies. Uh, I name them off, but there is so many different things. <laughs> 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 and uh, I got a couple of secret projects that are uh, NDA things i can't talk about right now which i'm so nice i want to talk about them so bad you don't even understand. yeah
0: right you but... know i was wondering what what happens when you know you're the project you're working on is called nda oh man like, is, be... is, 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 is that like a a paradox or something I don't know. A, that
1: would be a super paradox <laughs> it's like naming your band free beer and yeah, everybody yeah. just shows up, right? Yeah, uh, that's
0: brilliant. That's brilliant.
1: Should do uh, both of those things. Oh, uh, I I I think that's uh I another a new project, that's what I'm gonna name it, NBA. And yes, people will just be brilliant. like, What is it? Uh, exactly, man. Yeah. They'd be so interested. <laughs> For the sure, man. <laughs> um,
0: that's awesome, that's awesome. Um so um you mentioned their kind of starlight um that you're working on at the moment. Um and that's currently on Kickstarter. Um and just to kind of give the, you know, the listeners a bit of a, a flavour, here's the here's the um the sub headline. So two two X child superheroes battle trans dimensional spider wizards and space alien pirate cats. Um and this is the second to last issue, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, this is, uh, this is something we've been, we've been working on for, uh, let's see, three years now. Uh, well, three years, uh, putting it out, uh, a couple years before that. Um, and it is, uh, it's definitely, uh, I want to say we've described it as a deconstructed superhero Mm -hmm. story, uh, where you've got these two kids that were, uh, were superheroes when they're children that lose their powers and are just trying to live their lives right they're just trying to be mm-hmm. like just going to high school be normal uh and and then as as things happen all hell breaks loose and they get kidnapped by these uh these space cat pirates that that <laughs> they still have their powers for their uh trans-dimensional space spider wizard <laughs> <laughs> Overlookers that, that want those powers because they're like you've got the powers we want the powers uh get those children and uh that's when that's when everything gets nuts <laughs> straight up man straight up and
0: uh yeah no I, I i have to admit i hadn't come across um your series before um but uh it looks absolutely fantastic and sounds fantastic as well um so i'm i'm keen as mustard to to get involved myself now that being said you you guys have smashed your your goal um however as always on kickstarter more the merrier so yeah. folks go check out starlight um and that's uh star as in you know a night night star uh, s-t-a-r but light as in l-i-t-e um starlight um and uh, yeah, no. Um, search it on Kickstarter and also uh, the links in the show notes as well. Oh, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to add? There? I was going to
1: say it, it's uh, it's one of those things where if you look at the covers and stuff like that, you get this one idea, uh, or, or just to give people like a imagine if you if you like Power Pack as a kid, uh, this is like Power Pack grown up but broken. <laughs> like, that's the <laughs> awesome. best way to describe it. And then uh, if you like to hear stories. Uh, created by uh, two dudes that went camping at burning man and then came out of burning man and called their buddy greg and said we got this idea when we we're out in the desert Amazing. Amazing. Uh, let's do this and yeah. uh, that's that's this so <laughs>
0: that's great man that's great awesome source. um so yeah no folks go check it out there uh, now apart from kickstarter where else can can people find you online
1: Uh, people can find me, uh, generally that amazing twit on, uh, on, on most social media platforms. So you can find me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on, on, uh, Twitter or X, uh, on threads. Uh, -hmm. you can find starlight, uh, at, at starlight S T A R L I T E, um, on, on the starlight comic at, uh, on Twitter X or on, uh, Instagram and Facebook. So you can find them, find us there, and we post regularly about upcoming things uh, and fun stuff. So yeah, and share nice
0: one. things. So. Nice one, and of course all those links are in the show notes, folks. So feel free to click through and, and, and follow Greg as we're chatting. Uh, now that being said, unfortunately, I got some bad news for you, Greg. Oh no,
1: um,
0: and and that is is that the apes, the super intelligent apes uh uprising against us and taking over the world so my question for you is what is your action plan for survival
1: oh man super intelligent uprising of apes uh i this is I, as a kid who grew up watching uh the planet <laughs> of the apes and and things like that uh, a big fear i think along mm-hmm. with quicksand the bermuda mm-hmm. triangle and uh um and 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 all those things uh this you is bet. definitely one of those things that definitely comes into mind. Uh, also, too, um, as, uh, as I said, I, I write this book, Junior Birds of the Apocalypse, and uh, it's, it's set here in the Northwest and in the Northwest, not too far from where I live, uh, here in the Pacific Northwest of Washington. Outside of Seattle is a primate uh, relocation area, and I this is one it. of the wow. yeah, like so people that have uh, have <laughs> have pets here mm-hmm. in America, they send them there if uh, mm-hmm. if they become whatever you know, like they're not supposed to have them yeah. or whatever. So they they send them out to this mountain area, and it's always been my big fear that something will happen there, and and things. So I've actually thought about this quite quite often for like the last fifteen years. Like <laughs> this is yeah, no joke since I found out about it. Uh, so when this thing popped up, I was like, "Oh man, what does one do in this type of situation? Uh, so honestly, I'd go prison style
0: mm-hmm.
1: i I would go prison style and if if you don't know what that is, I is befriending the biggest one in hopes that I could charm them with my helpfulness and and <laughs> my ability to do things uh, and uh that it would be like, you know, hey, I have a like I I have the ability to like, you know, uh, like I can, I can do some minor sign language and stuff like that. So I can communicate if they can't talk or if they can mm-hmm. talk and they're super intelligent, we can have a conversation to play chess or whatever. Uh, but also I'll be like, your super helpful, helpful person, you know, cause you might not know how to drive a car even though you're super intelligent, but like I, I can drive the car for you guys and, and do all this stuff, you know, that, that you might nice. not be able to do in your, in your primate, you know, sizes and stuff. You know because yeah, I yeah. can only imagine you know there if there's a bunch of chimps or whatever that's a lot of chimps trying to drive a car I mean I've seen a bunch of children try to drive a car before, and that's that'd be that's 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 pure insanity. I, not yeah, that, not yeah. that I had ever done the that one was a kid. are
0: all off, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, chimpanzees, obviously, have a very short legs in proportion <laughs> to human legs. And, like, it's just not really going to work.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. You know, you got, like, two of them trying to steer the car, a couple of them yeah. on the pedals and stuff like that. So, I mean, I could just jump into the driver's seat. They could just pile into the back. It'd be like a clown car. Perfect, you know, we'd we, yeah. we go on like that. So, and then, you know, and or if there's a, a giant gorilla, you know, like Groot or something like that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there for them. Or butts. Straight up.
0: Yeah, and and what I'm what I'm thinking is that yeah, no. So you, you kind of befriend this 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 giant gorilla uh, chap, and uh, you become his chauffeur, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and. Uh, Basically, you guys start getting a bit of a rapport going on when you're like driving him to meetings or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, he he gets interested into you know human history and like what it was like when humans were in charge. Um, and uh, you mentioned that you know you were you were a comic creator and that you know you really love comics. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. So tell me more about these comics. What was the first comic you remember enjoying?
1: Oh my gosh! Oh. Oh wow i i would i would bedazzle him with uh, with this <laughs> because this he, he would be his socks would be blown off. Ghost tales, my favorite as a kid, uh, bar none, and and he would be like, why? And I would be like, because you would not just get one comic book. I mean, you would get one comic book, but inside mm-hmm. you would get three stories, and inside those stories, each one would get better and better and better and they're scary and fun and spooky and it's just like you want to read the next one and the art is always different because every story is from a different creator and different artist and it's they're just different each and every time and and he would be like we need to go find these so we would just drive around and find every single one we could it would just be <laughs> like a massive raid on comic book stores looking through awesome, all the old long boxes man. yeah
0: that's awesome man that's awesome um and yeah no i mean i mean it's a total classic isn't it ghostly tales um so kind of when when was the first time you kind of you you picked up your first copy of uh ghostly tales
1: so when i was like i want to say i was i was probably like six or seven and i was just going through some of my uncle's old comic books and stuff like that in in the basement and i just like stumbled across like it was a bunch of stuff, and that was like the one that didn't feel like I should be reading it. Oh because, so, Yes. <laughs> you know, there's always like there's all the ones that you know, right? You know the mm-hmm. Spider Mans. You know, like the Fantastic Four. You see that mm-hmm. stuff. You see it on TV as a kid, and this is something that doesn't seem right. It's like yeah. it, it's a it, the comic. I I got I got one next to me, and it's like it it's got like a like a a monster demon creeping out of the ceiling and the lady trying to shoot it and stuff like that it doesn't seem right you know it just seems yeah, like right. ooh, it's super spooky and you're just like oh wow you know and you start like looking at all the pages and stuff and it's just like everything just is dripping with super like it's not it's not for a kid
0: no <laughs> like, Charlton, no no that no it's some pretty books. yeah it's, uh, some, some of it's pretty full-on yeah you know,
1: isn't it <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah it just it, it, i i i think the allure for me was just like i i, I didn't it wasn't supposed to be in my hands and i, I love that
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome man and obviously that kind of set set you on the uh on the road for uh you know falling in love with comics and and all of that but when when did you kind of start to think hmm i could i could have a go at creating them myself uh, ah
1: yeah. I don't, I don't know if that like was ever like a thought in my mind that like I could actually mm. do it. I wasn't a good artist. My, uh, my, uh, like I always thought, oh, you got to do everything, you know, you got to, you mm. got to write it, you got to draw it. My grandma thought, like, oh, hey, everyone in our family is very artistic. You got to, you here is some drawing books. You can, you can learn how to draw. And I would just sit there and, and try to trace these things, and I, you know, I was a good tracer, mm-hmm. uh, but when it came to actually drawing stuff, my stick figures on point, my Bart Simpson uh good my my ability to do a mickey mouse occasionally pretty nice uh but when it came to like just putting stuff together in 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 panels and stuff like that and everything not great my consistency just fell apart Mm
0: -hmm. i could do
1: stick figures i could do like oatmeal style stuff like all day long uh but it's like and my storytelling obviously is like (laughs) it's grown tremendously but like i never really thought Mm -hmm. that i could do it and i think like when i was probably like um i like i want to try to do stuff like this like when i was in high school and i would be told by teachers like you're wasting your time you're not. right <laughs> because you yeah can't, you can't out. do all of it yeah and i but had you, a lot you, of you, art you, teachers. You, you, oh, yeah sorry you, you go ahead you go ahead uh, i was gonna say i had a lot of art teachers that were like you're not a good artist why are you wasting our time in this class <laughs> brutal oh, brutal
0: oh. um but obviously you persevered um and uh you got you got um into writing yeah um and uh what what was your your first comic my,
1: my oh the first comic that i ever wrote yeah uh, uh that was that was junior braves uh that junior was junior braves, braves. Was, right amazing yeah. it, um, N- it, nailed it
0: straight out of the gate <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, uh, and that was it. Honestly, that was like a fluke. I mean, it was it. It was a uh, I I I stumbled into it totally backwards. I fell out of trying to. I was trying to break into Hollywood, writing screenplays and stuff like that. I had, right. had done done screenplay competitions, had done slam dance, became a finalist, was working on on trying to do TV stuff. Uh, the first writers, uh, the the writer strike that happened in two thousand seven eight happened mm-hmm. and it was like the lights went on and off like at a party everybody get kicked out you know like go home <laughs> you know like, we don't want you here and i was like oh okay i guess everything's over and uh uh i i went off and i became a clown which is very very off the off the weirdness but uh that's, you know, <laughs> that's business. Also, why not why not well family business you know? oh family <laughs> business I, wow I, amazing i uh, came from circus circus folks so why not um, Cool and uh I get hurt doing that and I'm, I'm sitting there laid up and I, I'm texting my buddy Mike from college and we're just bouncing ideas off. And, you know, like, and junior Braves or what was like Boy Scouts, of the apocalypse, like comes up as a, as a text message that I send him, And I didn't know he was in a car with a guy that was going to become an editor at only press. And this guy was mm. like, let's do it. And r- write the pitch tomorrow. <laughs> and, Perfect, like, man. And that was the future. That that was two thousand
0: and nine. <laughs> so Awesome man. The year the, the year your life um
1: changed drastically. Changed like, drastically, I, yeah. Yeah. I had a back surgery that, that got me back walking and uh became a comic writer.
0: <laughs> that is awesome, so, man. So cool. So cool. Yeah. Um now heading back to the limo, yeah. um your your gorilla master oh, say... <laughs> Ask you um, uh, what's what's the funniest comic or the most laugh out loud moment in a comic that you've read?
1: Oh, okay. I tell my gorilla master. I tell him, all right, hands down. This gonna this is this is gonna make you laugh so much. You are gonna (laughs) you're gonna read this book that my buddy John wrote, uh, John Horsley wrote this book and you're going to love it. I'm sorry though, because I know that you guys like you guys took out John early on in the, in the uprising. Cause you didn't, you didn't know who he was. And, uh, <laughs> and you, you sacrificed him to the, to the, to the, uh, the primate gods, but uh, that's okay. Uh, his books live on uh, for us to read. Uh, John Lee Nonley is like, and I explain it this way. I go, if you've ever watched the television shows South Park and uh, the British show Inbetweeners and put them together with a little bit of the Canadian show Trailer Park Boys, you have yourself this John Lee Nonley book where these three guys just are dumb all the time, doing stupid stuff, and they they try to... They're, they're just... Everything they do is just ridiculous. The, the art in it is is mid as the kids would say today uh and it's on par with like early south park but definitely like you read the jokes and you're just like oh my gosh i know people like this and situationally it is so much like dudes just trying to get through life on a on a basic level and you know just everything they do it's just like i you know people like it it is you you've been there you can totally like you, you read it and you're just like,
0: oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so Every time, so I, true.
1: <laughs> every issue, every issue, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Even his intros, like they're like a, like a page long soliloquy to the readers. And it's just like it, it just hits. <laughs> so that's that's awesome, man. Um, and uh, yeah, just just looking at it now. So it's it's pretty much available on Instagram, right? um uh yeah he does it on instagram he's gonna uh put it together where i'm I'm helping him put it put it together so he can get it out uh in in print form and, and get it out awesome. to, to the masses he's been working on it for i want to say like i don't know he's been doing this book for like 10, 10 years maybe even longer uh it was something that he was he would just draw these these like strips and stuff like that and, and put them together uh and his wife is like super supportive of it and just like tell these dumb stories about you and your friends <laughs> so and i continually <laughs> uh, ask him and like where where do you get these ideas and he's like literally life life <laughs> so, yeah
0: yeah no that's great that's fantastic man and just yeah if people want to go have a have a look at that it's uh under the instagram handle uh y2cl that's two the number two y2cl um and uh yeah no that's great man that's really fun excellent and um, I've just followed him
1: <laughs> oh, he's 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 good stuff
0: that's great that's great awesome um so again heading back to the limo um we we switch gears quite suddenly and what's the what's the saddest comic almost upsetting moment in a comic that you've read
1: i, I tell i tell my 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 overlord the the <laughs> giant gorilla uh, you want the saddest thing that you've read and, uh, and I'll, uh, I'm going to hand him starlight issue five, uh, and six in a double pack back to back and, and just hand it to him and just, just, you know, read these. Uh, and, and it's literally like when, when Travis got back and I, I got a hold of the actual, like, I want to say like the, the vomit draft of this. Um, and he got back from burning man and had been writing everything down in the car, uh, for like, you know, the, the 13 hours or whatever that he was driving. <laughs> uh, I, I, or not dry. He wasn't driving. He was in the backseat. I, I, mm-hmm. I get this book and I'm just like reading it and I'm like, I get to a point and I just like, I lost it in the coffee shop. I just like, I died oh, like inside and I was like, Oh my God. Um, I'm, I'm sitting there crying. Cause it's such a raw moment. Uh, yeah. and I, I look at him and I am like, I, I I think you, you did it. I, you, you have, you have everything. It's like you, you build up a great story and you get to all this stuff and it's just very emotional. It's very good. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what you want to do with it. And he's like, I, I, want to make it. So like, you know, a year later, he calls me up before like, you know, everything he's, he's, he's still working on it. And he's like, I, I need, I need the Greg from the coffee shop to come back and help me with all this, and I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I, I, I don't know how to break it up into. It, he, he had it like mm-hmm. all as one giant book, and he wanted to break it up into issues and stuff like that. So we had to right. go through and, and and chop it up and stuff. So that's when I jumped in as a as a co writer and, and started like working with him on on all the different stuff to like really hone it down and make it into like the series that it is, mm-hmm. and we really made it into these. These nice good moments that build into that five and six. And it's um it's such a pivotal thing. And I, I would tell my gorilla overlord, you want a good cry? You wanna you wanna know what the, the human experience is? This is it right here. This is this is everything. This is this is life, this is family, this is this is this is the moment. This is the moment that you need. Uh and and that that gets delivered in five and then other stuff gets delivered in six that uh i can't wait till readers readers read i got so many messages uh in five (laughs) from five from people that were like the hell did you why why did you make me feel this way why would you do that why
0: would you do that (laughs) you
1: you made me feel in ways that i didn't think were like that you could do with uh like a page or two and it's just like okay i i'm i'm (laughs)
0: we we did our job (laughs) that's what it's about man that's what it's about right um that's awesome that's awesome um cool um and uh i'm i'm interested to to hear what what's going to happen in issue seven then Oh, um, if, it, if, it, uh, if it gets worse or <laughs>
1: I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you this like I had a conversation with Travis yesterday and uh, we are actually because of everything that we've we have we made so many changes not changes but things we've had uh, mm. great assistance and help from uh, some of the folks on the team that we work with uh, mm. we work with great artist Brett Waddell and uh, the amazing Tom Warsowski lettering and stuff like that who has great input for us on things uh, as 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 he does with his, you know, when he letters things, and he's been tremendous in, in just, you know, guiding guidance and stuff like that. And It's like, uh, when you're working with somebody who's lettered stuff that's gone into the world, the Guinness World Book of Records, like Spawn and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, and all the amazing stuff he's done for Marvel and DC, it's like... Um, sure what do you what do you think <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah yeah teach me master teach me that. yeah <laughs> so uh we're, we're we're honing in number seven a lot and we're we're gonna really deliver we're gonna really deliver so
0: rock and roll man awesome Awesome. next week's a lot of work <laughs> yeah that's the problem right that's the problem yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good fun it's good yeah. fun exactly. excellent um so um switching emotions once again what's oh. the scariest comic or most horrifying moment in a comic that you've read oh
1: most horrifying i and i would tell i tell girl overlord okay you're never gonna believe this but foreseen by the great jack kirby in 1974 he saw issues in the way that the human race was going when he created OMAC one man army and laid out this whole entire idea of a society that works in a place where we have screaming rooms, laughing rooms and, and destroying rooms or destruction rooms in which you go into and you just like smash stuff. And it's not like we have these in our current workplaces, but you definitely have places where you can go rent an hour and just destroy stuff if you wanted to, he wasn't too far off because I know a lot of people that have gone for like their after work events to these types of places and just like smashed old televisions or, you know, things and stuff. And it's like, it's not like you haven't seen something like that in the movie office space where they're like, Mm. Oh, Hey, the printers keep the printer keeps messing up and they take it out and just destroy it. You know, it, it, we're, we're in a, we're in a society where, we get to a point where bottle it up so much uh and he definitely put that into this book and i was like man he saw this in the 70s and we're here in 2023 and we're not too far off i mean we got got places that have sleep pods we got places that mm-hmm. like you know do all these do all these things where you have these like weird break rooms and stuff for for whatever uh you know like gaming areas and stuff like that. And it's not. It's 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 not too far off from what he's writing. And the book itself, no, um, it was that that was not the future. That was not the 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 typical ideal of what you know people were doing back then in the seventies. It was like, hey, you go to work, you you, <laughs> you work your yeah your time and do your you know, nine
0: why. to five. Yeah, yeah you work. go you go, yeah. go high, home to your happy wife and family. Yeah, because <laughs> every every everything's all smiles and
1: rainbows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and. Yeah, now it's like it's your work-life balance is very, very different. <laughs> so you bet, you bet,
0: you bet. No, hundred percent, man, hundred yeah. percent. And uh, yeah, no, I I always forget what um what Omax stood for, but yeah, thank you for reminding me. That it's one man army. Yeah, um, and, then, it's, and it's it's well,
1: awesome. And, <laughs> so good. Yeah, the whole pre <laughs> the whole premise of this book is like they work in a place that's like creating like these animatronic like uh, substitute friends for people. And, you know, so they can have these like kind of like AI friends and stuff or like what I would consider Mm. like an AI type friend or like a robotic friend. And Uh, that's what (laughs) it's like. We're not too far from that right now. We are not at all.
0: I mean, you know, if you listen to like 11 Labs and stuff, uh you know, like the, the, the voice, the AI voiceovers that they've got with that, like that's before too long, that'll be like properly emotionally like resonant. And you won't be able to tell the difference at at all um it's yeah it's crazy man we're not far off
1: (laughs) not too far it's he he was hitting the point so it's like it's it's chilling chilling i mean my grandma she's 91 and going on 92 and she's so afraid of a1 right now she took it out of the refrigerator because she saw a1 was a a a big scare on the news and i had to remind i had to tell her that it was ai totally different thing so we could put the a1 sauce back in the refrigerator for the steak but she was was very confused yeah yeah
0: oh no that is quite confusing isn't it (laughs) just that kind of complete misunderstanding I just imagine if ai was in the in the fridge um it is
1: though don't you
0: know yeah there will there are smart fridges aren't there so it's like oh my god how smart are they exactly like what you just don't want to do is have the have the red circular light in the middle like call it hal never
1: call yeah. it Hal. Um, oh then then you're in trouble yeah no that's that's game over right there that's how you end up with gorilla overlords <laughs> you know? exactly man exactly they're the only ones that can save us <laughs> they have to fight the ai yeah man totally
0: uh now um moving on to my favorite question and the gorilla's favorite question as well oh. and that is what is your favorite cover
1: my favorite color purple I, when I was a kid yes. I, I everybody hated purple so much <laughs> I loved the color purple because grimace <laughs> is purple and I love grimace and then I realized that that he asked what my favorite cover was and yeah. I, and I and I had to think about this because um, there's so many great covers out there uh, yeah. and and purple being my favorite cover, uh, is not on the cover that that I had to tell him about. Uh, because in human history, we've had, uh, in, in American human history, we had presidents of, of of the nation. And uh, there was this book that DC put out, and I had to explain to him that uh, uh, they they had this whole entire book series called Prez about a teenage mm-hmm. president. And my favorite cover was in which Dracula was attacking Prez and I thought it was so cool because I love scary stuff, and just to yeah. have Dracula attacking the 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 hunky uh, blonde prez on the cover and yeah. just going for the bite of the neck and everything like that, and and Free Eagle can't save him because it's too late, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's quite a cover, man. You know, it's really
0: interesting. So, like, yeah, you got you got Dracula strangling the the teenage president from behind yeah right um and like in front of him you know loads of like papers are flying up in the air and things like that and then kind of like in the background coming through the door is a native american guy along with like a few soldiers and (laughs) stuff there's a lot going on
1: oh yeah it's it it just it i i look at it and it's just so much going on it just it's like wow. I don't know. I just it, every time I see the cover, I just it, it elicits a good laugh for me because yeah. it's so it's so bonkers, but it's also like it's it's so neat to see like a vampire yeah. attacking yeah. the president. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild, man. It's yeah. pretty wild. Um, one thing that's confusing
0: me on that cover, uh-huh. I don't know if you've got it in front of you right now, but it yeah. looks like that from the door from the doorway mm-hmm. like some sort of trolley oh has come in what's that about
1: <laughs> so it so so for some reason and i don't understand i don't i don't quite understand they don't give too much backstory as to why dracula uh, this vampire this is on a on yeah. like he's missing his his lower half and he's dragging himself uh, oh around way. but right. okay. he's in when he pulls himself out of the sarcophagus maybe in order to Uh, be transported or whatever he hasn't regenerated enough and he's on this little trolley thing to to get through
0: amazing so
1: yeah but i my assumption is you know like because they at least as far as i understand you know vampires can regenerate and stuff like that so yeah um, i i i'm at a loss maybe he just hasn't regenerated enough yet i mean
0: you know i don't know what the creators were on but who thought of like you know a half bodied dracula on a trolley is going to yeah. attack the teenage president i mean you know that's that's totally normal to think yeah, about tot- right totally totally i
1: mean it was the 70s you know so yeah,
0: exactly, man. we know what was going on we know what exactly. was going on. exactly exactly <laughs> it's all good it's all good cool um rock and roll man um so uh moving on to our, our
1: next question um what comic do you repeatedly read the most oh the most i would i would tell my my overlord repeatedly for for a long time i would i would yearly read the watchman like mm-hmm. it would be my go-to like i would just you know pick it up and read it uh, oh hey it's that time of year let's read the Watchmen. uh but over the last couple years as i've been working with a lot of um, kids and stuff like that uh and doing a lot of like uh educational programs and stuff mm-hmm. uh, i like to bring out and, and uh show them mouse and uh they call this enemy uh i think those are two pivotal books that help yeah. kind of like show history and and kind of you know you know it shows history in a comic book and and it's it gets a good message across mm-hmm. and uh and i like to bring those out and, and show them to kids so usually i i you know i read more than once a year so <laughs> yeah man so that, that that's become the uh
0: definitely the most repeatedly read comics yeah. for sure that's amazing! Well done, um, excellent. Um, and um, kind of following in that vein of kind of, you know, um, a lot of weight behind these books. What's the most meaningful comic to you?
1: Most meaningful. So, as a kid growing up, i uh, I wasn't diagnosed with dy- dyslexia until <laughs> like I almost messed up my words there. Uh, until <laughs> until I was much older, and nice. but my parents knew that I had trouble reading and mm-hmm. and putting things together uh and my dad being a guy that obviously liked comic books and stuff like that uh he and my mom working in a library she was like uh there's there's things that we can get you that might make this easier so they would try to like find all the different things to kind of like not not i guess like back then they would say oh you're cheating the system gaming the system but you know Mm -hmm. like looking at different different ways to like get the same reading in that other kids were doing with the the thicker books like swiss family robinson or something like that and my dad found a copy of swiss family robinson in a comic book form Mm. and i read that and i was able to understand it i put it all together i understand i understood the story i understood uh all the context and everything like that Uh, all i was able to write a book report or get a book report down on tape. I did it. I did my book reports on tape, which because I couldn't write very well, I did everything on tape and turned it in. Uh, that was something that they allowed me to do because the teachers were like, well, he's trying, but he just, yeah. he, I don't understand what he's, what he's getting out. Cause it's all backwards and jumbled and stuff. So reading a book like that, in comic book form, and then going out, and my dad hunted down like every other book that he could find, uh, and he found like there was I can't remember the the company that puts out like all these books, but um, I have a stack of them still in my in my box because like they uh, they they never they never left my possession. But Swiss Family Robinson definitely was one that that hit because that was like the first one that I that I that I got a hold of, and it it was definitely one that like kind of started me on that path of like oh hey you can you can learn all this stuff from a comic and it's, it's just like everything else. It's got all that context and everything there and visual, I guess, visual storytelling is, is, is real, right? So, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You bet, man. You bet.
0: Oh, that's amazing, man. That's really cool. Um, And uh, it just goes to show, you know, there's more, more than one way to skin a cat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah for sure uh, all all credit to your dad for hunting those down and you know helping out it's awesome
1: yeah yeah
0: um gilberton is that is that correct is it does that ring a bell yeah 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 that's the publisher yeah yeah yeah, that's they,
1: they they have like a stack of these books and that's like when uh um one of the one of the folks that comes to the shop their their son is also like he's dyslexic and he was going through some issues with his stuff in high school and stuff before they got him into a program. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this, these are the books that I read that, that got me through all the reading, all the, all the stuff that I needed later on, you know, and they, they have a tremendous library. So.
0: Yeah. Right. No fair play. Fair play. Awesome. Um, so, um, for, for you, what would you say is the most underrated comic?
1: most underrated i so this is my in my own opinion and i don't i i i don't i don't know how much like my opinion goes but my opinion Mm -hmm. uh like and i just don't i just i don't know if it got as serviced as like as i as i thought this book was like really good uh Mm -hmm. christabel is crowded uh, it's like such a great snapshot of, of our current gig work situation, uh, yeah. social media, all the influencers and influencing that goes on in the world uh, with current you know, like with status updates and updating stuff and constantly being online and, and everything. And his book basically centers around. I want to say it's like supposedly like in a in a in a timeline that's like 10 minutes into the future from our current timeline and where everything is basically kind of messed up in a messed Mm -hmm. up kind of future where people can kind of crowdfund assassinations on people they don't like uh, much, like a, yeah, <laughs> like, much yeah, like a Kickstarter, like much yeah. like a Kickstarter. Right. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. when I, when I was reading this, I was like, I like, I do Kickstarters. I like, <laughs> uh, I've fl- I Kickstarters. I, I know <laughs> how this thing works. This is an interesting, interesting dynamic for a book, you know, like a neat process. Um, and, uh, so basically like the, the main character, Charlie, she, she gets somebody upset at her, uh, at the beginning and that person goes and starts a campaign against her and gets enough people because they're, they got their, their, they're savvy enough. They got enough followers or whatever. They, you mm-hmm. know, they make a good case and gets enough backers to, to go and fund this, this, uh, this assassination attempt. So they have just like in a Kickstarter, so much time that assassins can go and, and hunt Charlie down and Charlie is like, once Charlie finds out that uh, that basically, like, this Reaper uh, has been set up on her, uh, because that's the, the platform, that mm-hmm. she's like, oh, shoot, I, I need to get help. And Charlie goes and, and finds someone to help her, uh, who happens to be Vita, the not best rated <laughs> like probably mm-hmm. like one of the worst rated uh defenders uh or like kind of like a bodyguard uh they call them defenders in this world and yeah they have a I don't know, they they make a friendship throughout the story but at the beginning it's just definitely like a you are I'm hired you you hired me to save you and I'll do my job and then as it follows through you've got like the guy uh who's like the you know he's kind of like your 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 massive uh social media guy like hey everybody come and check the links i'm i'm gonna go get this capture i'm gonna go get this kill see me later all right (laughs) and it's just like as you as you start reading it you're like oh my gosh you can hear the voice in your head because you've heard it so many times on 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 TikToks, on youtube videos on anything you watch on social media whenever somebody's trying to get you to follow their thing you know like follow and subscribe I'll see you later, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so real. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, no, no, it, it could happen at some. Yeah, point.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, even if it was like, even if it wasn't like an assassination, but somebody like, I mean, no. in, in in my mind, I'm like, somebody could set up like a punk type thing and like totally yeah. go out and like, you know, just like prank, you know, like, oh man, I'll set up this account to, to prank people or whatever. I'm just like just so real this is so yeah, like man. chris just nails it like on awesome. on our current societal structure and like like i said charlie is like a gig worker in the gig economy just doing all these gig jobs dog walker house sitter you know coffee getter all those things and it's just like she's like what did i who did i, who did I anger <laughs> right yeah right so, for that to happen yeah. So. yeah um
0: and yeah no just looking on the because uh, it's with it's from uh it, it was published with image yeah um and uh yeah no the first issue is available on the image website so folks can go get a taste of crowded and then uh hopefully uh yeah um so if you want to go check out um greg's most underrated comic you can do so um do uh, you can check out the first issue and then yeah if you like it make sure that you go buy it at your local comic book shop but uh yeah no that's uh, that's awesome cool man um, now, coming on to our last question in regard to comics, mm-hmm. if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be?
1: One comic into the apocalypse. I'm going to share this with my my gorilla overlord, uh, yes. my all the all the chimpanzees and everybody else that's in there. All those primates, Archie's Digest, because I can I can show them the goodness of humanity uh, through through the the gang in Riverdale uh and they can they can go wow there was a place called pops where people could go hang out these kids Mm -hmm. had a band they had a friend that had another band um there's all these antics that they get into jughead is hilarious archie is a player i mean all those all those fun things and at the end of the and at the end of it if i if i need tp because these things are huge all right they're like a couple hundred pages i mean i can always i can always pull out a couple of the stories i don't like and just lose those because I might need some toilet paper. So. Awesome, man. But uh, yeah, I would I would share the Archie's Digest because that, that's that, that as a kid growing up, those are those are um, barn, you know, like those are the ones that I'd always like, kind of gravitate towards and still do. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. heck, my wife's yeah, no. like a big Archie's fan, so uh, like that's right. We have a ton. <laughs>
0: yeah man no, that's brilliant absolutely fantastic and you never know maybe you know the the you know super intelligent apes are going to fall in love with with Archie and then create like an Archie world where yeah. you know all of the super intelligent apes can come to visit like it's like a zoo mm-hmm. but like you can live like Archie yeah so like even though it's like really kind of like basically a simulation it's kind of like you know this is better than nothing Type yeah. Of thing. <laughs> yeah maybe i find out
1: they didn't kill john and john shows up and yeah. he's like he becomes jughead and i am archie perfect. you know and then, perfect you know, get a break with Veronica, all that stuff it'd be great <laughs> yeah like, i i I could live that that'd be yeah. fine
0: yeah <laughs> exactly man um, and then
1: along with uh your your
0: uh, archie's digest uh what weapon tool or useful item would you like to take with you as well
1: okay so I gave this a lot of thought and it's something that my everyday carry, uh a multi-tool of some sort, be it a leatherman, Gerber, uh, or or nondescript named uh, uh mm. pocket tool that has multiple uh tools on it. I, I have like several uh that I that I carry with me, keep in the car. I uh, always have one with me because you never know. I've 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 had one since I was a since I was a kid, like I got one as a gift when I was in the scouts and just have always carried something like this with me because you never know when you're going to need a knife, a file, a can opener, mm. uh, some sort of screwdriver. Uh, and they might not always do the job perfectly, but they get the job done. And yeah, by man. getting the job done, I would make myself useful to my primate friends that I've made by by having this and, and showing them the amazingness of the multi tool, and and pulling it out for any any occasion that we needed could open cans, probably open doors, anything, mm-hmm. start a car. Sense. I mean, not that I've ever started a Volkswagen with one before uh, <laughs> in the past. Not no, I'm saying sure, that I'm I have. to figure out. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Right. Can't... Right. <laughs> And we might need to in the future. You never know. Exactly, man. Exactly.
0: Always be prepared. Always. As they say. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Exit. Well, Greg Smith, thank you so much for sharing your comments for the apocalypse. It's been a real pleasure.
1: Oh, this has been great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Uh, it.
0: No worries at all. Um, And
1: uh, for the listeners, one more time, where can they find you online? You can find me at that amazing twit, uh, on all forms of social media, uh, be it, uh, Twitter, X, Instagram threads. Uh, you can find starlight S T A R L I T E, uh, through our Kickstarter or Facebook or Instagram, uh, and Twitter or X. So find that starlight comic there
0: awesome man perfect and uh, and of course all those links from the show notes um and do you have any
1: cons coming up this year uh you know that's a that's a good question um mm. i i don't have anything on the schedule right now i know that i've got apps out like everybody does mm. and i just i'm mm. waiting i'm waiting patiently so um, yeah okay. but crossed. follow me follow me if you want to come yeah. see me yeah. There you
0: go. So. Exactly, man. Exactly. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Greg. It's been a real pleasure, and uh, you're you're always welcome back on the show. Ah, oh, thank you. Thanks, man. You take care.
1: You too. Bye.
0: Thanks again to Greg for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. And if you'd like to check out Greg's work, or follow him on social media. Those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.